Hey guys, this is Billy Carson, also known as Forbidden Knowledge with the number four. Today I'm going to talk on the podcast about epigenetic memories and food. So a lot of people don't realize that epigenetic memories can be stored up to 19 or maybe even 20 generations. And what does that mean? An epigenetic memory is a memory that has been basically handed down from your forefathers or from your relatives in the past. Uh, this includes information stored in the DNA, which we now scientifically have proven that DNA literally stores memories. We also uh, can find out now in science that if you reprogram your DNA by using positive affirmations, positive thought, happy thoughts, uh, and eating properly, and meditation, you can literally reprogram your DNA so that when you have offspring, their DNA is partially reprogrammed in some of those ancient memories of maybe pain, anguish, anger, fear, doubt can be slowly uh, eliminated or removed from a genome. Uh, in epigenetic memories, genetically, uh, you're storing information based off of your life's experiences and also based off of how you treat your own body. Uh, in other words, if you're a person that exercises and is, and is fit and eats properly, uh, eats a lot of healthy foods, non-GMO foods, uh, you can pass that down to a future generation. Uh, if you're a person that's eating a lot of GMO uh, products, processed meats, genetically modified seeds, or food grown from genetically modified seeds, food that's sprayed with uh, uh, you know, Monsanto's pesticides and so forth, and you're now when you intake that, uh, those foods, you are literally altering and reprogramming your own genetics and your own DNA. You're mutating it, basically. Uh, and this is real science. It's not you know, just some kind of conspiracy. This is why a gentleman uh, won a $280 million lawsuit for ingesting uh, or being around Monsanto products that actually gave him um, you know, cancers. And many other people have now come forward with the same problems and issues. People that have been eating GMO corn have been known to develop these weird cancers, and it's all linked back to the seeds for the GMO corn. Uh, and, and it just goes on and on. Unfortunately, you know, the majority of the world's seeds have been patented with this genetically modified organism garbage. And we're ingesting this stuff on a daily basis. We're eating a lot of different types of foods that are literally reprogramming us, shortening our lifespans. Um, and then it's going into our genetic memories. And that, those same mutations are then passed on to your next generation and beyond. And these mutations can withstand these epigenetic memories of these mutations. The codes, the sequences for these mutations are then passed down into the future. So when you hear people say, you know, things like you're trying to tell somebody about eating healthy and try to eat non-GMO uh, and try to eat more plant-based if you can and so forth and so on. And people are going, well, you know, whatever, you got to die from something anyway. Or my, my great-grandfather lived to be 95, and he smoked every day until he died, and he ate this, and he ate that, and he didn't die right away. Okay, that's, I, I understand. We're we all going to die. And some people are less prone to these genetic um, modifications than others and are able to live a pretty long life. But that's very few, far in between. What happens even to the person that has lived an extended life, if they have um, been like that the majority of their life, and, uh, and had children, their children uh, now inherit some of the epigenetic memories from the previous bad diet. 
if you're a person that's saying, you know, whatever, I just, you know, I'm going to die from something anyway. There's two points to that. One is the majority of people that think that way and eat that way and take care of their body that way often have a horrible ending to their life. In other words, while I'm still walking and hiking up mountains, as long as I don't have any broken limbs or any ill, uh, you know, any um, bad, bad ligaments or whatever, uh, I'm still going to be walking mountains, hills and hiking and traveling the world at the same time that somebody my same exact age uh, will probably be with walking with a cane, maybe not walking at all, could be too heavy to travel anywhere, could need to order two or three seats to sit on an airplane, which, which is what they're making people do now if you're extendedly uh, obese, uh, you know, uh, things like that. So you now you don't want to travel, you don't want to go anywhere, you just want to sit in the house, you stay in your local zip code, you don't see the world. You're bored, and the more bored you get, the more you eat, and the more obese you get to the point where you literally have a heart attack and die or die from some other diabetic illness or whatever. Uh, And so the ending of your life is not as pleasurable at the time that you were really uh, enjoying all of these, uh, you know, these genetically modified foods and eating and smoking and doing everything you wanted to do because you said it doesn't matter. We got to die anyway. But what is your quality of life going to be towards your ending? You know, the last 20 years of your life could be that you're still traveling, that you're still able to go see your family members, that you're still able to, you know, walk on a beach, you know, or walk through your city or enjoy a scenic view. Or is it going to be that you're in a wheelchair or one of those golf cart, electric car things? (laughs) Are you walking with a cane or a walker? Uh, Can you even walk? Do you have so many sicknesses and illnesses that you're taking all different types of pills and medication? Uh, Or are you just uh, living life and enjoying life and enjoying your last days uh, until your body literally just runs out on its own? You know, and it's the quality of life in the end to me that's the most important because I've basically lived half of my life already. And this second half of my life is so vitally important. Every single microsecond, forget microsecond, every Planck unit is so important uh, because um, you start to realize the mortality in this avatar body uh, and and how short it really is and how fast it really flies by. So, you know, to those people that say that, think about your final days. Think about your end days, your last 20 years, your last 15, 20 years. How do you want to spend 15 or 20 years? Do you want to become a prisoner of the house that you're living in? because you're so ill and so sick, you can't move move out of it or leave? Do you want to have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on surgeries uh, that are probably going to still lead to the same demise anyway? Do you want to have to take a, a, a Ziploc bag full of medication every single day just to stay alive? That's not living. Uh, you know, I don't want to be in that situation. And that's why I pride myself on taking care of my body, exercising, and eating the right types of foods. And if food, you're saying that if you're saying that eating clean food is expensive, start sacrificing other things in your life that mean nothing. I had a $220 uh, cable TV bill for many years. Around, I would say now it's been close to 10 years. About 10 years ago, I said, why am I spending all this money on TV? And I don't even watch TV. I really don't even care. I'm canceling this cable TV. All I need is internet. Canceled my cable TV bill to reinvest that money into eating properly. You see, it's all about taking sac- making sacrifices. There's something in your life that you're doing right now that you really don't need. It's not a life or death situation if you don't have that thing. Cancel that thing. 
Delete that thing from your life. Take that money, reinvest it into yourself. There's a lot of things that we do out here that are really, uh, in lack of a better word, kind of dumb. And we waste money on things that we, you know, that are not really priorities. If you like going to professional sports events, uh, maybe you take some of that money from some of those sports events. Maybe you cut those events in half and you take some of that money for those tickets and you invest it into your own diet, invest it into your body, into your health. Uh, you know, I mean, these are just logical assumptions that we should be doing. But because we want to live in the moment of entertainment fun, because our lives are so mundane and boring, sometimes we feel like, whatever, I'll just do the health thing later. But what happens is over time, you don't realize how many toxins build up in your body and then disease takes over. And before you know it, uh, those last 15 to 20 years are just horrific. And you're wishing for death every single day, but can't really find it. So that's one part of it. The second part of it is those genetic mutations that have occurred now from you ingesting genetically modified foods for many decades uh, and also not taking care of your body have now been stored in your genetics, your DNA. And now you have offspring. You know, you got several kids out there that are now growing up at, into adulthood, but they're starting to develop some of the illnesses and sicknesses, even though they may have been taking a little bit better care of themselves than you. They're coming up with some of these same sicknesses and illnesses. Why is that? Or sometimes it even skips a generation and pops up in a brand new baby, maybe a grandchild or a great grandchild. See, so what you're doing to yourself is not just affecting you. It's not just all about you. It's about the next generation and the generation after that and so forth and so on. Because we've now scientifically discovered that these epigenetic uh, mutations in the DNA and in your, in your genetics will pass down to future generations based on what you're actually eating and how you're treating your body. So that old saying of, you know, well, you got to die from something anyway. The next time you say something like that, consider this. Consider your child growing up into an adult. Consider your grandchildren. Consider your great-great-grandchildren and so forth and so on. Consider a, uh, a future generation that you will never, ever see or meet but they're now growing up sick, ill, um, with a poor and weak immune system and everything else, cancers, leukemia, all these crazy illnesses and diseases, autism, all because you couldn't control yourself uh, when you were here in your avatar body. You couldn't control your, de your desires. You couldn't control your ability to, um, uh, to you know, make better decisions on what you're buying to eat versus what you're buying for entertainment and fun. And because of that, there's a snowball effect. That snowball starts off very small at the top of that mountain. But by the time it gets to the bottom of the mountain, it's a massive ball that can literally crush an entire town. And these are the things we have to take into consideration when we're thinking about how we're eating and how we're treating ourselves. Does, does it mean that the whole world's going to become a vegan overnight? I don't think so. I really don't think so. But what it does mean is people will start to begin to think more about what they're eating if they if they really understood what I'm talking about. Uh, reducing the amount of meat intake, reducing the amount of, uh, and when I say meat, I even mean fish because fish carry mercury. And that mercury gets into your body and it doesn't really dilute or pass out, but it passes on. And then you have a child born with autism. You have a child born with a weak immune system. You have a, a child born sickly all the time. Uh, you have a child born with mental disabilities. It could be from a person who's overeating too much mercury in fish. You see, all these little things that we don't consider, but significantly reducing the amount of seafood, fish, 
uh, the amount of meat, and I'm talking all meats, chickens and, and, and beef as well, reducing that significantly and increasing plant-based foods into your diet, trying to increase the amount of raw plant-based foods as well because they take much shorter time to digest. A plant-based meal will take, a raw plant-based meal will take only three hours to digest, giving your body the capability of focusing more on healing uh, and your immune system uh, versus eating a uh, one of these what we call quote-unquote hearty meals with uh, you know a lot of processed foods and meats, which could take 15 to 20 hours to digest. Now your body is taking all of its energy that it can be given to you for your brain processing power because the brain uses a lot of energy. So now your brain is, is not working properly. Your decision-making capabilities are very low. Uh, your body is not fighting off illnesses. Uh, it's not your immunity system is low because why? All the energy has been diverted into digestion. And now you can't figure out how come I'm always getting the flu? How come I'm always getting sick? How come, how come, how come? Well, it's because you're eating too many hearty meals and you're not giving your body a chance to fight off anything for itself because all the energy has now been redirected to digestion. If you ever watch any of the uh, space uh, space type films like Star Trek, Star Wars and things like that, they get into a battle, right? So this battle is happening in space and they're blasting each other back and forth. And as their ship starts taking hits to vital system areas, what they start saying, redirect all power to forward shields, redirect all power to uh, to life support. You see, the body works the same exact way as a sci-fi uh, galactic war. So you're in a galactic war 24-7, seven days a week, whether you know it or not. Your body is fighting consistently for you. But that energy can be directed in different directions. And when you're uh, in a position of, uh, of needing complete of needing digestion uh, all the time of all these heavy meals because now you're eating two and three and four of these heavy meals a day. The body has now been like redirect all energy towards digestion because we can't let this stuff sit inside of the intestines or it's going to develop into poisons and cancers. So that's the only thing that it, that it focuses on: leaving the rest of your body vulnerable to getting impacts, getting hit, to getting shot from you know if you're in a space battle. Shot from different things from the outside, viruses, bacteria, all these things interacting with your body, and you can't fight them off, even cancers. So where your body normally might be fighting cancers that are in your body that you don't even know exist yet, now your body is taking the energy and putting it towards digestion, giving the cancers time to flourish inside of your body, you see? So it's very important, guys, that we monitor what we eat, that we inspect what we're putting into our bodies, that we're very careful about how we treat our temples, because it's not just going to affect us directly. It's not just going to wear our bodies down and make us sickly and ill and weak and tired, but also it's going to affect future generations because the the mutations are stored in the in the epigenetic epigenetic memory, which is then passed down between fifteen to twenty generations in the future. All right, so just consider that the next time you decide to pick up a a candy bar or some processed meats or some fast food uh, chicken sandwich or so whatever. Think about what you're doing. Think about what you're eating. If you're shopping for yourself and cooking at home, research what you're buying. Make sure you're getting the as close to organic as you possibly can. No pesticides as, as best as you possibly can. Are we going to be able to eradicate 100% of this out of our lives? I seriously doubt it. That's almost impossible. Uh, however, we can significantly reduce the amount of poisons that we're taking in 
on a daily basis. And I also recommend intermittent fasting. So intermittent fasting is where you're eating, uh, you know, um, three light meals in a day, but your last meal is, you know, like around five o'clock p.m. your time, and you don't eat again until the next day around 10 a.m. In that time frame, you should do some exercise. In that time frame that you started the fast, exercise during the fast. You'll burn more fat. You'll become healthier. Become much more lean. And uh, and then you know your next uh, day, your break fast when you're breaking your fast, just drink a very healthy organic juice, a raw juice, and uh, maybe eat a, a small bowl of berries, and uh, and that's all you really need. And drink some water. You don't need to eat a hearty breakfast. We've been brainwashed into thinking that that's 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 a falsehood. Eating a massive quote unquote hearty breakfast has literally been one of the biggest downfalls in the American diet. Okay. Uh, now then you should have yourself, uh, uh, you know, later on a very, you know, you can have a decent sized lunch, but try to focus more on, um, you know, nice organic non-GMO type foods. Even if you have to pack your own lunch to make sure that's what you're getting. And then try not to eat too late at night because going to bed on a full stomach is also no good. That's how you gain a lot of weight. Try not to eat any fruits after, uh, three o'clock in the afternoon because eating fruits after three o'clock in the afternoon increase. Uh, the amount of sugars in your body, and you're not able to burn them off properly, which actually, believe it or not, can turn into fats. A lot of people don't realize that. Fruits are good for the morning, uh, not for, you know, some people, I'm going to eat all these fruits at night. Not really the best thing to do. And there's a lot more to this. You got to do your own research. Everybody, everybody, everyone's body, I should say, responds differently to the food that it takes in and what types of food it takes in. Um, you know, some people, almost seem like they might have to have some type of meat in their diet for certain types of enzymes. And then maybe just because they haven't been coached properly or taught properly on which foods and plant-based diet can replace those enzymes. Uh, however, regardless of, of, of what it is, all the research on your own part needs to be done. And you need to experiment with different things with your own self and your body and see how it makes you feel and do what's best for you. But always focus on trying to maintain the healthy, healthiest types of food that you're putting into your body at all times, uh, whether it's uh, plant-based, whether it's a combination of plant-based and meats, try to reduce the amount of meat because it's already been proven scientifically that that will help you avoid and avert definite diseases uh, in the future, as well as a lot of other side effects that it has. You know, if you're a man, you know, you could become, uh, you could suffer from, uh, you know, not being able to generate an erection or a hard enough erection during sex. That comes from, you know, unfortunately, eating a lot of meat, a lot of that um, builds up the, the, you know, the cholesterol and everything else build up inside your, your, uh, your vessels, your veins and clogs them. You can't get good blood flow. That's how you get, you know, that problem. Um, plant-based diet has a lot of, um, you know, plant-based roots and, and um, enzymes and things that actually decrease that situation and, and increase your, your ability to have, uh, you know, uh, sex without having, uh, you know, a soft erection. It's just been, these are things that have been proven. This is not even like, you know, conspiracy stuff. So a plant-based diet, in my personal opinion, especially if you're an aging man and man in the middle ages, is probably better for you if you're still actively, if you're still uh, having, you know, sexual activity. It's just, a, you know, these are just facts, you know. It, you know, it's sometimes you got to address these things head on and not, you know, sweep them under the rug and act like they don't exist. These are real problems that are happening to real men on a, on a daily basis. Uh, so a plant-based diet helps with, um, you know, the problem of not being able to generate uh, an erection during sex. It's just a fact, guys. 
So, you know, these types of things should be talked about. They should be thought about. They should be researched. You can improve the quality of your life. You can improve the quality of your love life. You can improve the quality of future generations all by making the decision to sacrifice something in your life that you probably are wasting money on and reinvest or re redirect that money towards a healthier lifestyle, healthier eating, exercise. Um, and you can definitely then, you know, hopefully have a very good last 15 to 20 years on this planet where you can literally enjoy those last years and not suffer as a prisoner inside of your own house. All right. So I don't want to ramble on too long. This is Billy Carson, a.k.a. Forbidden Knowledge. Please don't forget to go to ForbiddenKnowledge.com with the number four. You can register for the Egyptian Mystery School on December 7th and 8th, 2019. That's coming up next month. And uh, limited seats are available. It's going to be at Dame Dash Studios in Burbank, California. There will be some celebrities in the house. I'm not going to announce their names yet. You'll see them when you get there. Uh, and uh, you can also register for the Manifest Destiny 2020 workshop in Fort Lauderdale, Florida with myself. You can just go to the to the ForbiddenKnowledge.com online store and you can book your tickets there. It'll be me in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, four hours, 40 people only. I'm only taking 40 people, no more than that. Very small, intimate setting in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, right on the beach, 11 o'clock a.m. to 3 p.m. on uh, January the 4th. We're going to help you manifest your destiny in 2020, all right? So look, peace and love from Forbidden Knowledge. Please follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, all my accounts at Forbidden Knowledge with the number four. Have a great, great day. Hey, everyone. This is Billy Carson, also known as Forbidden Knowledge. If you haven't done so, please check out my book, Compendium of the Emerald Tablets. It's currently a bestseller on Amazon.com. You can look it up, Compendium of the Emerald Tablets by Billy Carson. In this book, I break down the metaphysical, quantum physics, esoteric wisdom of Thoth the Atlantean. This information was written eons ago, and I've taken my time to break down all of the information in a way that everyone can understand it. So please check it out. Compendium of the Emerald Tablets. If you're into learning about the true ancient history and ancient civilizations, you have to read my book. Hi, this is Billy Carson, and I want to take a minute to talk to you about my Egyptian mystery school that I teach at Dame Dash Studios in Burbank, California. The first mystery school was an absolute success. And we're looking forward to the second mystery school, December 7th and 8th, 2019. We will also be hosting a mystery school every month and a half. So you can check on ForbiddenKnowledge.com with the number four, ForbiddenKnowledge.com. Or check out my Instagram account for updates. The link tree is in my bio to go to the mystery school and you can register for classes there.